Welcome to Sober Sisters Talk, a podcast on recovery with Elizabeth Pudwell and MG. We bring you our experience, strength, and hope from a variety of sources, therapy, 12-step recovery, and life lessons of long-term sobriety. To contact us, email SoberSistersTalk at gmail.com. You can also find us on Facebook. Just search for Sober Sisters Talk. We're glad you're here. Now here's our next podcast. Also, we'd love to invite you to a Zoom meeting this Friday night at 6 p.m. Central Standard Time. If you're interested, email SoberSistersTalk at gmail.com and we'll send you the meeting information and password. We hope to see you this Friday. Hey, everybody. This is Elizabeth Podwell and I'm with CJ. And we are Sober Sisters Talk. Welcome. Welcome, listeners. It's Friday evening. It's 5 p.m. Central Time. This is a good time to do this because it's the beginning of the weekend. And I'm excited. So, um, you know, we always have a little bit of a chat prior to recording and talk about what we're going to record about. And we did this actually last night. And um, I was sharing um, with CJ how... I have a few people in my life, a few sponsees um, or women that I support that sort of float around, um, not fully committed to this particular, to SLAA. And we were talking about the effect that that has. And it's really good for me. Um, So I, when I originally came in, I don't remember what year it was. It, well, it must have been 03 because I came in in 03. I went to one meeting and then I went away. And then I came back in 04 committed. I was like in pain. It was following the rape. And it was just, I was in excruciating pain. And I knew like, I can't keep, you know, I can't keep avoiding this. This is, this is my, my path and I need to do this. So um, I dove in and I haven't moved away from meetings since then. I've always um, had this um, behavior where I go to um, a certain number of meetings a week and I have a sponsor and I sponsor women and I do service work and um, it, I support women. And um, with all of those things, I stay sober. And so we we were talking about, and CJ had brought up the um, the major resources that's in the preamble, and um, I'm going to let you read that because you were the one that. Do you have them up, or do you need mine? Go ahead and share your screen, please. Anyway, so we decided this is a really good place to start. About you know, um, th- it says. The preamble says to counter the destructive consequences of sex and love addiction. And you can put anything in there. You can put overeating, you can put deading, you can put alcoholic, you can put drugs, all of it works. Um, and it's all, we draw on five major resources. And the five major resources listed are number one, sobriety, number two, sponsorship and meetings, number three, Steps, number four, service, and number five, spirituality. I really love the preamble because it is so concise. 
if someone says, how do I do this program? Read the preamble. There you go. Mm -hmm. And we have five fingers. Well, I have five fingers. Not everyone has five fingers. So, um, and you can count them, right? You can count them. So you always remember, or I, I can always remember. Okay, one, two, three, four, five. That's easy. And the first one uh, is sobriety. So really without sobriety, I know firsthand and I did this, I tried this for six months. I tried to have a sponsor, go to meetings, work the steps, do service in the meetings and attempt spirituality and none of it worked for me because I was unwilling, unwilling to stay sober, which is to know what my bottom lines are. So my bottom lines are my patterns of behavior, um, patterns of addictive behavior, and I had to be willing to stop doing those. And um, I had to be willing to be willing to be willing, and I just wasn't. And the, the fun thing that I think about often when I'm recording with you, Elizabeth, is you were my sponsor during this time that I was unwilling, <laughs> I was unwilling to be willing. And I think I thought that if I just kept going and kept going and kept going, that eventually the willingness would come. And I think that, um, that dopamine hit that I would get every time that I acted out, I mean, the other things just could not overcome that. Just absolutely couldn't overcome that, nor could they overcome the withdrawal, the pain of withdrawal, the fear of withdrawal. Once it really started to set in, I could never go more than about two days without, you know, contacting a qualifier or getting online, looking for another qualifier, things like that. So without sobriety, I have nothing. That's first if and you foremost. Think willingness is is um, it, it's a it's a huge piece in that first initial leap. Um, you know, I was talking to somebody last night who has a qualifier. It, I don't even know. It was late at night, and um, the qualifier was knocking on the window to get in, and we had just talked about what could she do should he knock on the windows and i told her i said i had a qualifier who used to do that he would come over in the middle of the night drunk and knock on the window and the last time i let him in after he knocked on the window um that was that was what compelled me to stay in program and it was uh it was he raped me um so it's a huge trigger for me, but it's also like, you know, we were talking, when I was talking to her, I said, you could call 911. <laughs> and, um, I mean, it, that's, a, yeah, like a no-brainer, right? Well, no, it's not a no-brainer. And my reaction to this story, immediately I thought, well, that sounds like my dad. That was the childhood I experienced. My mom and my dad would get in a fight. He would leave or my mom would kick him out and he'd come back and she wouldn't open the door and he would knock on the windows and bang on the windows and do all that stuff until she finally let him in and um, they made up and my family was back intact 
And my sister tells the story about when she was in college. One night, my dad went to her dormitory. Well, she was in the dorm, and somebody on the hall was saying, oh, the cops are outside. There was a man trying to break into the dorm, scaling the, the wall, the trellis, the rose trellis. And it was our father. So, that kind of behavior, to me, now I see it as crazy. But in the past, it definitely would have been something that I couldn't have said no to. Um, just, you know, well, repeating yeah, the and past. Then there's and all this, there's all this other stuff, this, like, romance, and he must really want me, you know? Right, and never in a million years would I think, call the cops. No way. Now, I would. I realize, like, that's an option. But, again, because of, uh, I guess, my family of origin, like, what I was brought up with, you don't call the police on your family. You just don't do it. You don't involve other people in your shit. So. Yeah. Anyway, so I can understand is, that. A, you know, there is, there is a... You know, there's a, there's a huge piece there that will, once you accept that piece and you um, get some willingness. I remember being in a meeting and um, one of our friends, our mutual friends said, you know, when I was talking about him knocking on the windows and coming over with that, she said, well, you could move. And I was like, I'm not going to fucking move. I'm not going to move because of this guy, like move. And I moved. I moved. Yeah. So there is, like, you do change in the willingness that it will evolve to a place of, um, you know, what you're going to do for yourself. Um, so the second one, you want to read the second one? Yes. Number two is sponsorship slash meetings. That's the way it's written. It says, our capacity to reach out for the supportive fellowship within SLAA. I have a problem with the way this is written because I see sponsorship and going to meetings as two very completely different things. So there's an, I work multiple programs. I was about to say I have multiple degrees. <laughs> we do. I we do, do too. Yeah. Multiple degrees, multiple programs, multiple letters. I qualify. Um, but I, I sort of would call myself as an auditor of that program. Because I do go to a meeting pretty regularly, almost once a week. And when my ass was falling off in that area, I went more often. But I never went every day. And um, I do not have a sponsor. I don't work the steps. I don't read the literature. I tried. Um, I Just at the time, like, it wasn't working for me. I just wasn't desperate enough in that particular problem. Right. But that doesn't mean that I won't be. And I'm talking about Al-Anon, by the way. I don't know why I'm acting like as if I can't say what it is. Um, and I and I host a meeting on Zoom. That's my service. Sometimes I lead. Sometimes I chair. That's something, you know, that I could do. And I, maybe if we had continued in person, because I started really seriously going just before the pandemic, perhaps I would have gotten more involved. Um, but I also know it can be challenging to try to really work two programs at one time and, 
Yes, it is. Right. I, I agree. And so, um, anyway, so I would say, like, you know, I audit that program. I don't really work the program. And so here when it says sponsorship slash meetings, I just want to differentiate that, you know, I can go to a meeting. I can go to a meeting every day. And if I'm not working the steps with a sponsor and making outreach calls and meeting women for coffee or having the girls night out, doing that kind of stuff, then going to meetings is not going to work for me. If I just I go to meetings. I think the sponsorship it's... goes down with number three. That's, right. that's always been my, but I will say, so, and we talked about this last night a little bit about there are people who go to meetings and don't ever get a sponsor, don't ever work the steps. And I was sharing with you last night that that's common in clubs with AA that I've been to, you know, where there's several, you know, there's just these old timers that sit in there and they've been in there for years and, you know. You know that you say that, I think I remember, um, because I started in AA, I think I'm, wait, no, it's October. So next month it'll be seven years. And I do remember in the beginning, some people sort of, you know, gossiping about this person or that person that they've been coming to the meetings for 20 years, or they say they've been sober for 20 years, but they've never worked the steps. And I thought, well, how could that be? That's what this program is all about. It's called 12-step recovery. The whole big book is about, not the whole book, but it's, it's all about the steps, working the steps. The solution is in the steps. In fact, in the big book, I'm pretty sure that it's not until the 12 and 12 came along that they even talk about the concept of sponsorship because in the beginning of AA, there were no sponsors. Right. Right? Like, they didn't even have enough people to to have this concept of sponsorship. Um, and I remember not knowing if I was going to work the steps in AA or not. But I sort of didn't have a choice because I was seeing a therapist and also going to an intensive outpatient program. But finally, like for me, it just became so damn uncomfortable to sit in a meeting. And the meetings I went to, people talked about working with their sponsor. And people talked about sponsoring people. And people talked about working the steps. And people talked about making the calls. I couldn't keep sitting there in the discomfort thinking, oh, you know, Everybody's doing this but me, so there was this pressure to conform that I was making up, apparently in my head, but my hope is that most people really were, like, doing the steps with a sponsor. I've also heard of people not doing the steps but not working them with a sponsor, which I think misses the mark, and, um, you know, my sponsor taught me by what she told me her job was as my sponsor. It's very simple, which... I need simple is to work the steps and and love you that's my job you know those are the two things that I do as your sponsor I love you and I work the steps with you and that just is such freedom such freedom for me and that's what I tell my sponsees too so if you want me to sponsor you you're gonna get to work right away but we're doing the steps and I don't really um, do a lot of non-step stuff work right <laughs> like work like I don't just take a lot of calls and and play therapy not play therapist I say play because I don't have a license so um 
Yeah, and my thing. Yeah, our interaction with my, you know, mine is all, all about, like, we work the steps. And then um, when we're done, there are, I do have some that I just, like, kind of take calls from that we don't work the steps. But it might be, like, I'll, I, I will say something like, you know, like I did last night. I had a sponsee call me, and um, she was very uncomfortable. And um, by the time we got to the, I was telling her, like, look, there's a spiritual solution. This is, that's what this is. It's a spiritual solution. And the way that the spiritual solution showed up for me is in meetings. I would go to meetings and pe listen to people share, and I would be like, oh, my gosh. That's what I need to do. Well, there we go. That's the end. That's what I need. That's what I want. And nobody ever said you have to do this or you need to do. It's even like the, well, you could move. You know, that came to me in a meeting because I was sharing this stupid guy was like coming over and knocking on my door and, you know, knocking on the windows and I didn't invite him. And, you know, you could move that that's a solution for you that's something that you can do i remember when someone suggested i change my phone number and i just i couldn't it took me about six months and uh yes it, it took me six months to get the willingness to change my it phone feels number. like a huge commitment to do that well you know and there's every excuse under the sun and let me just say that I heard the voice of my higher power uh -huh. tell me straight up when I said, what, I don't know what to do. Shanda, change your phone <laughs> number. Okay, God, I'm going to do it. And I went home and I did it. And at, just in that moment, done. And, I never, and that, that is where, that is, that is where it comes from. That's where never regretted the it. solutions and the answers for me have always come. And I shared with this um, particular uh, sponsee last night that I had an issue with one of my kids and I was, I knew I needed to stop helping him financially, but I was, I didn't have any idea how to do it. And I shared about it in a DA meeting and four people approached me afterwards. Two were parents that were doing the same thing with their kids. And the other two were children, were kids. They weren't children, they were kids. And they were borrowing the money or had, and had their parents cut them off. And I called one of the women the next day and she told me this, the whole story about her and her son. And I knew when I got off the phone, I knew I wasn't willing to do what she had done, but I knew what the solution was for me. And that's where I got it. And it just, those things only come from meetings The you know, we're in a space where we need, it's a spiritual solution. We are given a daily reprieve based upon a fit spiritual condition. And that's where that comes from. I would call those things that you get in the meetings I do believe it's spiritual and I do believe that I call it spiritual because when we're out there seeking answers usually when I go to a meeting I'm going to not always but I mean if it's a quality meeting I'm going to hear the answer that I need and the solution to those are like strategies and structures and here go do this 
but the solution to my um, my discontent, the solution to me looking outside of myself um, for answers, the solution to my loneliness, the solution to my um, longing for a certain person or the solution to wanting to be rescued, on and on and on, those come, that comes through the steps, the spirituality of working the steps knowing myself um and working them with another woman yeah getting that intimacy yes yes being honest understanding that you know and then for me like the way that i sustained that is through number four which is the service work and um you know my service work comes in different modes um it comes like through this doing this podcast and having that meeting but i also sponsor quite a few women and um i i do that because that is the that that is the most powerful way for me to stay sober and to remind myself that i still need this I think it, at this stage of the game, if I wasn't sponsoring other women, it would be really easy for me to go like, oh, what am I doing this for? I don't need it. But, you know, I, I talked to that woman last night and then I talked to my sponsor on Friday mornings and I was sharing with her some of the stuff and I, and I, it, you know, I came to the conclusion while I was sharing, like, I want to work the steps in Ellen on, you know, and I said, will you be willing to do that? And she said, yeah, I can do that because it that's where my stuff is showing up and as i talk and as i talk out loud and hear myself that's the most powerful way and not just talent sharing with my sponsor but giving you know giving feedback to someone in the program or giving feedback to um a sponsee that's asking for my help i've really loved sponsoring women so i didn't know if i would or would not and I started, let's see, I think I started, I had been in the program probably a year, maybe a year and a half. Um, and I'd finally gotten some sobriety, cons consecutive, continuous, <laughs> continuous sobriety. I have to, not consecutive, continuous um, months of sobriety. And I had finished my fifth step. And that's when I started, started sponsoring. And, um, I really, really liked it because it clearly reminded me of what it's like to be new, what it's like to come in and be under the spell of this person or a relationship or an obsession or to be living a life in fantasy or living a life in the past and seeing a woman's potential and her not knowing it. And speaking that truth of her value and her potential and her beauty into her over and over and over and over again. Not that that's the solution, but I feel so grateful just to be able to love someone in that way. 
And I can only do that because someone did that for me and I believe it about myself and it is very vulnerable. Um, and I also love to tell women, uh, that we're getting to know each other and they're telling me this part about their story or this thing about their childhood. And, and they think that they're the only one or it's the worst thing in the world. (laughs) And I love that moment where I get to say, Hey, I've heard this before, or hey, me too, or trust me, you are not crazy, right? I love delivering that message. I love carrying the message of recovery um, in this program in particular. So I agree. I agree wholeheartedly. And I I mean, even the the window knocking um, last night, you know, I was able to, um, you know, I just... I remember and it's hard and there's this there is this fantasy romance tied with it you know and also looking at it from the place where I am now it's like you know I want if I knew that girl's address I would have called 911 right <laughs> that guy you're like crawling her window you're like now, pull the shades you, call do the I need to go to bed. not <laughs> right that might be getting into somebody else's side of the oh, yeah. street there oh yes it is definitely so all right so <laughs> listeners this is, these are the five major resources sobriety our willingness to stop acting out on a daily on our own personal uh, bottom line addictive behaviors so those are something that you it, it's recommended that you um go th- find those with a sponsor you know write them down I, everything that i do with my sponsees is written it's all with a pen, not not a typewriter. Sponsorship and meetings, or we can say meetings, and that's really just you know connecting with the fellowship, and listening to other people's stories, and listening to the solutions, and then sponsorship and steps. You know, get a sponsor, work the steps, and then be a sponsor. Service again, you gotta you know you gotta do service work. You gotta go to meetings. Um, my AA sponsor taught me like. She was like, I washed ashtrays. That's what I did. She goes, I would go over to the AA club and wash ashtrays. And it doesn't matter like what the service is, but it does, you know, when you're humbled like that, it helps. I think they should bring back smoking at AA meetings just so people can clean the ashtrays. (laughs) Just today, I was at the yoga studio and the toilet paper roll was almost at the end. And I saw it, and I went, and I found another toilet paper roll, and I replaced it. And I thought, where did I learn that? Like, in meetings. I learned it in meetings. I learned it in, in meetings. meetings. Yeah. I pick up trash. Like, I, so I take my dog to work, and I walk the parking lot, and I pick up trash in the parking lot because of that same thing. Returning the workplace. Returning my- the grocery cart. Exactly. I think you Putting taught me that one. Damn I it. Now that. I can never... I know. Not do it. Ruin. So another way to do service that I would like to talk about in terms of meetings, um, you can read, but also showing up a few minutes early and staying a few minutes late. That's service. And share. And share. Sharing is service. Share. Yes. Share. Your voice is important. And all of this is the spiritual components of the program it's all put together 
you know, connecting with someone else, working the steps, um, you know, creating that intimacy and vulnerable relationship with the sponsor and with friends and sponsoring other people, giving back, you know, that cir that circular, that triangular thing, you know, where we, you know, you can't just come into, uh, into this program and suck the life out of it and not give back. It doesn't work that way. There's a story early on in the um, big book where there, Dr. Bob and Bill are, you know, kind of like revamping their, they're at a cafe and they're looking, you know, they're checking their progress and they're both kind of like, Ugh, you know, nobody's, this isn't working. Nobody's getting it. Nobody's staying sober. Um, Dr. Bob says to Bill and then Bill says, but we're still sober. And that is the basis of this program. Help someone else to keep yourself sober. So there you have it, listeners. There you have it, listeners. If you want to know Thank how to work so a much. program, that's it. That's it. One, two, five three, major four, resources. Five. Thank you for listening. Um, just a reminder that we do have a meeting every Friday night at 6 p.m. Central Time. If you need that um, that Zoom link, you know you can email us or you can go on to the um, Houston SLAA meeting list, and it's on there. And you can email us at SilverSistersTalk at gmail.com. Tell the listeners about a guest we have coming up in two weeks. Oh, you guys, we got a great guest. So I have a friend that is a personal um, dating coach, um, Jennifer Champion. And she's going to come on and she knows I'm in this program. And she's going to give us some like pretty, you know, pretty uh, candid advice about dating so that's in two weeks send us your questions and we yes. might yes email us at sober sisters talk if you have any questions and it can be around sobriety so like you know cj's married we have a ton of resources you guys i have been dating for um this whole pandemic and i got online dating experience i got first date experience i can help you and then we can bring all of this to, you know, a non-program person who's very successful dating coach and um, get her answers on it. It's going to be fun. I'm excited. I have, I'm going to, um, I have a question for her about platonic friendships. With men? With men for married yeah. women. Is it? It'll be, this will be good. Okay. Right. Thanks. Silver Sisters Talk at Gmail. If you have any questions, just send them. We'll, we'll address them. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Sober Sisters Talk podcast. To find our podcast, we're at www.sobersisterstalk.com. We're also on Apple iTunes and on Facebook. See you next week.